You need to diversify your bonds, nigga. Cal Bonobos. It's, it's not good. Little known fact, guys, we're kind of a big deal. They're sponsoring us, yeah. Wait, no, uh, shut up! This what? is too good of a conversation! Diversify your bonds. What's up, sponsors? It's your boys, Please Don't Sue Us, where we ask questions, laugh, joke, and talk about the journey that is being a small content creator. As always, it's your boy, Uncle Migs, Big Papi Ortiz, and the Big Dad Bod himself, Ungolo. And today's guest is going to be J-Mo, the man, the myth, the legend. All all know him because of his great works. And we're going to be talking about those great works, the memes that come from them. Before we get to that, as always, we need to get a quick word from our sponsors. Hi there, everybody. How are you doing? Are you hankering for some delicious, moist, crunchy chicken? Huh? Well, then go somewhere else. This is KFC, motherfucker. We don't got that shit up in here. Let me tell you what we got. We got the Sahara Desert of chicken, okay? We got the driest, stankiest, most maggot-filled shit out there, okay? For the low, low price of way too goddamn much money, we will give you the absolute worst possible fucking $5 fill-up you can think of, okay? Once you're done with our product, you will have the hard diarrheas i guarantee and that's a kfc guarantee my friends okay so come on down and enjoy yourselves right now that we got all the corporate obligations out of the way we let's just jump into it emo my guy how are you doing how's life uh i'm great angelo uh how are you honestly i'm living the dream i've been playing some of these games that you've been uh pumping out and honestly i can't stop laughing I, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I've been working hard on them. <laughs> I wish I could uh, be half as talented as you making these fucking things, my guy. Uh, oh, come on. They're they're like they're okay. They're on like pfft, I don't know anything about programming, so believe me, it is one hundred. I mean, I mean, Uncle Jim's shitty fishing trip won like ten E three like best of show. Awards. I remember <laughs> watching the E three awards, and I'm like, that's my boy. He's up there. He's up there. The trailer drop, and I was like, holy shit, this is going to be the next mm-hmm. big game. And when it came out, I was like, holy yeah. shit. It won like a BAFTA for storytelling. I mean, uh, <laughs> like, in, all in all, it was pretty critically received. Uh, a lot of people like it. Honestly, yeah, I, mean, I think IGN, like, gave it, like, what did they give it again? They, like, they, gave, they gave it, it was their first 11. Uh, <laughs> honestly i heard they were thinking about like changing the whole scale just so they could like the, the top would be 11 and they were going to give you a 12 okay that's that's oh, how okay oh i see i didn't i didn't read that article you make games you make these fun sort of meme comical games at least from the the ones that i've played that i've had experience with so yeah please talk about what you've done thus far like explain some of these or uh the three games that you sent us uh a little bit like all right um uh, i'd say that the the three best ones i'm working with right now are we got to start it off with uncle jim's shitty fishing trip game of the year edition um <laughs> and then moving on we have uh the salary man's dream that one's not quite as funny but still cool uh and then deli trip the mwah, mm. my that is, my baby that is Everything the sort of oh the resistance Peace de resistance. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly yes deli trip is my magnum opus uh and it it took me a shocking amount of time to make i thought i was going to be done sooner with it but it took like like 4 months yeah, I, I I worked on it. Like, I mean, for a text-based game, like a a kind of nothing insane. It, like, it took me longer than expected. So yeah, describe for for the audience, like, what is the deli trip? What do you do? And like, what so is, yeah, what is yeah? It? Of course, yeah. So so deli trip is a, a piece of interactive fiction in which you 
play as a character that's going to get his first sandwich from a legendary local grocery store uh, and his friends taking him there. And then throughout the story, you learn all about everyone who works there, kind of what makes them interesting, what makes the, the store so unique. Learn a little backstory, you know, eat a good sandwich. I mean, it's you kind of find out the whole thing's like, it's not about eating a good sandwich, you know, it's about the people there, and that's what's more important than the sandwich. So I just kind of wanted to bring that to a game of uh, grocery store, Molesbury Market, that's very near and dear to me, and actually I think to most of us here. Do I hear that um, yeah. the Angel has a guest star? In the Angel's game? Angel's a cameo, uh, yeah, he <laughs> definitely has a little cameo. Um, he is he is breaking all kinds of health code violations. He's handling a, a pork tenderloin with uh, no gloves. Honestly, uh, basically like the real work. It's okay. like it's like the real thing. Yes, the game was so real. It was like being back at work. I was like, my god. Mm-hmm. So it, it was <laughs> it was really nice during like because I haven't actually been to the store and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I used to work there and I haven't been to there in like a couple months. Mm, and like you gotta go it was it was legit like if i was if, if i was going there everything the essence of the store <laughs> was uh-huh. uh captured perfectly yes uh, yes actually some context for our uh listeners with me ortiz and all all three of us worked at molesbury market i, first. I did too dude, dude, dude did too, that's yeah, right. we did too. i we, think we we all, we, we all did the same, yeah <laughs> But yes, incredible store, very close to me. So I just wanted to bring a piece of it to the game. Yeah, man, you add some uh, some good memes in there that I don't think uh, I don't know if like people that haven't gone there or haven't worked there will understand. I definitely understand every joke that's in there. Yes, every little like nugget of uh, uh flavor that you <laughs> threw in there yeah oh yeah no it's the the game was definitely made with friends and family and just that whole community at the store it was made with all of them in mind it's mm-hmm. basically i didn't make it for anyone else but me and them um but the the funny thing about it is like i've had tons of people play it like from school uh i've had i've had teachers play it too of mine and universally they they love it actually which yeah, is it's, it's was interesting to me because like i thought it was like oh like i thought it'd only be funny if you know these people but no it's everyone just likes it which is great it's like a for me it was like a slice of life game and i mean i do no, it's, it's absolutely a slice of life game i knew that like <laughs> i knew some of the references for sure since i i used to work there <laughs> but mm-hmm. just like in general if i was looking at it from outside perspective it was definitely like a slice of life you're like wow there's this grocery store and listen there's, there's some chill things going on here you know <laughs> and, and the, oh, yeah. the music and everything i mean it, it's a text-based yeah. game it's really simple but you kind of the atmosphere is great because you've got i guess I don't know what you did with the the music, and in fact, at the yeah, beginning, it's all, it's all copyright. I can't use it. <laughs> that's, why oh, no. it's, that's why it's good. Because <laughs> I know at the beginning of the game, it says this game is best played with the sound on, and I played it with the sound mm-hmm. on, and I was not let down. Like I was fully immersed by having the sound yes. on. <laughs> yeah, that was the, yeah, that was the goal. Audio, it's like what felt very important to it. You can only do so much with a text-based game. You need, like, a little audio, even if it's just, like, a little auditory feedback, like, when you click things or do something right, depending on the game, um, audio is very helpful for those text-based games. So, got some fancy little music in, got a couple sound effects, and the rest is history. So, Jamo, what's your uh, what's your inspiration for all these games? Like, I know uh, Delhi Trip was more specifically yeah. keeping people you knew in mind, but tell mm-hmm. us about <laughs> Uncle Jim's shitty fishing trip. Oh, Uncle Jim, yeah. So, Uncle Jim is a a bastard alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> n- not a real one, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he isn't he isn't modeled off anyone I know. Uh, but he may be a combination of, of multiple uh, people I've met throughout my life. Uh, 
but he's just like a yeah. It's it, it's yeah. It's it's he's a completely fictional character. Luckily, um, <laughs> we don't we don't want him being real. Um, but yeah. So that was just um, the assignment. Was I had a week, and I had to basically change this like old shitty arcade game, like tutorial that we followed. Whatever it was called, like Rocket Patrol. That was the old arcade game, and it was really basic. You just shoot a missile, which was just a, a pixel, and you just shoot it at a spaceship, and it hits it, and it like resets. And I'm like, how can I just make this? thematically the furthest thing away from a um a space shooter so i made it a fishing game involving a alcoholic uncle wow that and is I far that from I... the original i didn't even know that was the story behind it. yeah it's like i i'm like i gave i gave a story i breathed life into a game without any so honestly you brought um, real i'm not <laughs> you, you started from space adventure and took it to every like get together i have with my family it's perfect i love yes, it absolutely <laughs> yeah so i mean the game itself is okay it it plays pretty similarly to the original version with a couple minor tweaks so it's not the most incredible and exciting game in the world um uh, actually wait no it is yeah that's the one we we're talking about got like crazy reviews uh, I just, I'm hard on myself. I'm hard on myself. It's okay. Uh, the world knows how good the game is. That's all that matters. Okay. IGN gave it the 12 out of 10, but I'm like, you know, it could be better. But no, very, very fun game. That was kind of like my first uh, introduction in this class I'm in right now at UC mm. Santa Cruz. And I've made, I will have made the, uh, Three games, yeah, three games by the end of this quarter, which ends in a couple weeks. So and Uncle Jim's was the first one you Uncle, made? Uncle Jim's was the first, yeah. And I, I had a week to do it. What's the process of, like, actually creating a video game? Do they just, like, send you some files and you edit some stuff? Or, like, how do you go about uh, no, it? No, the whole, the whole project was made by me, like, from the ground up. Um, oh, okay. That, that Rocket Patrol, like, base game, I mean, mm -hmm. I also made like with like the teacher's help like he guided oh. us along basically had us like watch him while he coded and did stuff to like teach us okay so we we learned by doing mm -hmm. and then our next assignment was just uh to, to make it into a game like just change it modify it in a number of ways some people did really basic things i went a little more advanced um but it was, yeah, I was really happy with it, especially with the time frame and how new I was to everything that was going on, using a, a language and a framework that I've never used before. So it was a blast. Yeah, it was a, a great first kind of real big project. How much time would yeah. you, you invested into it? It was probably about 20 hours. Hours that's not bad. Those are for what it was. Like that's that's really yeah. Good. Tw Twenty hours over the course of a week. I mean, but it was yeah. You just kind of chip away at it little by little. Twenty twenty hours for a twelve out of ten at E three is is kind of kind of insane. That's kind yeah. of a slight flex. Not gonna lie. It's kind of like <laughs> it's like yeah. I know. Made this shit in like twenty hours. I can do it again. That's a brag, man. <laughs> Not to brag, I'll just make another uh, big hit tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> just do it by myself with no overhead. With no, absolutely no overhead. Yeah, I think I've profited about uh, 10 million or so off Uncle Jim's. Fair enough. <laughs> Dude, but then you slapped us with the salary man's dream. Ooh, yes, so, the salary man's dream. Yeah, explain that one a little bit. That was That was a departure from making funny and stupid stuff um chronologically deli trip was actually the uh first to be done no oh and also describe no it was uh, is. like oh yes I, yeah I'll, I'll definitely um yeah so the salaryman's dream you play as an overworked japanese salaryman who is uh he's fallen asleep and when you start you go into his dreams you fly around this little Japanese dude. You fly him through this beautiful, the clouds, beautiful sky, and you just collect happy thoughts. 
Uh, so it's meant to be just him kind of relaxing and as an escape from his work. You just but you, it's a, you, it's play, an with, you play with your mouse, right? You move with your mouse. Yeah, right? it's yeah, really, really simple controls. It's just mouse movement. Uh, it's an it's an endless runner though. Uh, so you can kind of just go for distance, go for high scores. There's some really pretty music that my uh, my friend made. Uh, that one was a team project. I worked on it with two of my buddies. And that one's, uh, yeah, another another great one. I had a lot of fun with that. What was the inspiration behind the whole salary man stream? Like, why the salary man and all that stuff? Like, this uh, is kind of a departure so... from some of the stuff you've done. Yeah, it's it's a little different from from the rest. So, like the whole the whole idea just kind of came over the course of a few days of brainstorming. We were kind of off to a slow start, didn't know what to make. Uh, and one of our friends suggested he's like, "Hey, how about like a Japanese business guy gets like his briefcase stolen on his way to work, and he's chasing after the guy who stole it?" And we're like, "Sure." Like we couldn't come up with any ideas. We were dry uh on on those good ideas so we're like you know what sure we need an idea we'll do that and just kind of as we go in we felt the little inspiration for it just or the lack thereof i should say we're like this is kind of lame we don't want to do this and we just kind of brainstormed and built upon that idea and then we ended up getting the uh the salary man like we stuck with him but then we're like oh he's overworked he's dreaming and then he's collecting the good thoughts so we wanted to do something a little more serious, a little more happy. So that's how that story came along. As I understand it, when I like, so I, I opened it up today and I played it mm -hmm. and it says in the description that there's a secret word that gets you some mm -hmm. experimental Perhaps. features. Perhaps. Yeah. There is a, there is an Easter egg mode. It's uh if you look on the itch.io page, it's not really a secret because literally every comment is the word. But uh, yeah, if you type celery during the loading screen, uh, it, it turns into uh, the celery man stream. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fun. Um, our, our buddy wanted to implement that. I had no involvement with that. Uh, I'm like, bro, we got so much work. Like, I can't be making an Easter egg when we need to finish the game. He's like, uh, I'm going to make an Easter egg mode. And then he did it. I love that. And <laughs> That's you know a what? game you know changer. What's, <laughs> you it, know it what's is, ridiculous yeah. is like, so I looked at that in, uh, uh, like, I looked at the comments when I, mm -hmm. um, when I was going to play the game. And everybody was just saying celery, celery, celery. celery, celery. celery. And like, I didn't really get it because like I wasn't looking at like the screen until like I saw the main screen which is the dude like sleeping and it says the salary man's dream so like dude I commented celery just because everybody just, else did without dude. getting the <laughs> you're, a, you're a sheep you're following blindly <laughs> I actually not gonna lie I, I did the same thing I uh I went down the comments of the game and everyone was commenting celery. I'm like, oh, this is a great circle jerk. And I just put, type in celery. Celery. <laughs> Without knowing about celery mode. Nope. <laughs> well, now you gotta play celery. Now I gotta go back and play the game. And just, I'm just gonna... My, my mind's gonna be open. <laughs> yes, yes. It's gonna open your third eye. No Dude. doubt. <laughs> Crying, oh, no. open my third eye, <laughs> dude. So, um, what is the software and stuff that you're using for these games? So, uh, all of these games, with the exception of Deli Trip, I, sh I say all of these is just two. Um, yeah. So, Uncle Jim's and Salary Man were both made in JavaScript using the Phaser Three uh, library. Or it's a framework, actually. So it's just kind of like um, it's this framework for JavaScript that allows you to just make uh, HTML5 games. So it's just you kind of add that to your project and utilize the libraries within that to uh, make a web game fairly easily. It's not crazy complicated. It works pretty good. Um, it's not using any like it's not like a game engine or anything. It's like there's nothing visual for me to like look at or like drag and drop stuff in. But uh, yeah, so I just I use that. I keep 
Visual Studio Code open, and then Chrome, and then Chrome is my debugging tool. You just do a little inspect element type stuff. And that's and because then, it all and, runs on the browser, right? All these games. Yeah, it's all browser. It's it's all HTML. Or I guess, I mean, I code it in JavaScript. With a, There's a little bit of HTML, but it runs in HTML. In the, the website that uh, this is all on, it's like itch.io. Or... Itch, itch.io, yeah, which is a and... really great site. What is that site? In... Yeah, explain it a little yeah, bit. So, so itch.io is a really popular site for um, indie game makers or just anyone who just wants to showcase a game or something they've made. You can post games, art, uh, music, things like that. It, usually people just post their games. But it's kind of it's just a distribution platform where anyone can post and sell their content or have others play. So if you obviously just make your own game and you just want it up on the web for someone to play, you can put it there. Uh, if it can run in the browser, it just plays right there. Otherwise, you can um, get files on there like for executables. People can download your own games. Uh, but great platform, and they allow sales and donations through it. So it's a great way to support uh, a lot of small creators. But great website as well, especially if you just want to build a portfolio uh, for any game design students. It's kind of just the best way to showcase your work. Huh. Have I've you... never heard of this. This looks I... badass. Have you it's seen great. any success with itch.io in terms of getting donations or anything like that? Uh, our our friend Austin donated six dollars um, to the cause. Just cause to the cause. <laughs> to yeah. The cause. <laughs> actually, actually, no. He he bought a game that was free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dude, it was like this old shitty game. Our artists, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why would you pay for that? And he's like, bro, I don't know. Like, he's like, I gotta support you. And he gave me six bucks, and I'm like, that's too much. Like, don't give me six bucks. And I'm like, it wasn't even for, like, the good games. It's like It was, like, the first game I made in high school, and it was, like, hella broken and unfinished, but I just needed to, like, put it somewhere just as, like... Like, that was the first thing I put on the page. I'm like, oh, I'm starting my game developer journey. I gotta have one game on. Whoa, whoa, so. whoa. You're talking about another game that isn't the three games that we talked about. What What is that game? Tell us more. Glad you asked. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the legendary Speedles. Speedles. Uh, Speedles, a game about bugs that are fast. Uh, so it's just a it's just it's a really basic collectathon platforming game. It's really nothing special. It was just the made fact by that me you... and a friend in high school. Except the fact that they'll give you six dollars for it. <laughs> yeah, I got six bucks for it, so that's cool. It's it it paid for itself because I didn't cost me anything to make. That's pure profit. <laughs> I've inspired you to start making games in the first place. Mm, making games was one of those things that I kind of always wanted to do, but like never actually like pushed myself to do it until later on in life. Like, mm. I mean, I, I've always loved video games, of course, since I was a kid. I got like a Game Boy for like my sixth birthday, and I like played on the NES like when I was younger than that. Mm. and just kind of always fell in love with games and i was really curious when i was young just about like how they worked like how they actually like fit that on like a little tiny cartridge and made something cool you can play so i always had the interest in it but when i was young i kind of went through a bunch of like oh i want to do this i want to do that i want to do this and then uh in high school finally that senior year when i made that first game that kind of pushed me towards like the computer science side i'm yeah. like oh you know i'm gonna do computer science like cool coding i had never coded before and i'm like oh that's gonna be cool uh, and uh turns out like i was okay at it at least and it was fun but then i'm like wait i can code for games and then that i kind of put two and two together i'm like i've been wanting to do this my whole life like let's just do it oh that's awesome so, yeah, just kind of made the commitment. Good for and you. It's, yeah, it's been great so far, too. I'm really happy. Mm. Well, as someone that, that has gone through that sort of experience, it's 
I think it's great that you found something with computer science and coding that you actually enjoy doing and like are inspired to work on because I think one of the things for me when I was going through those classes is that I just didn't really feel like I was inspired to do a whole lot and so it kind of made Mm, me sort of resent the the trade if you will and coding and everything else about it and it's really important when you're going through stuff like that especially because coding can be a real pain in the butt to like find something that drives you to to keep working on it so and and you get you get the chance to be creative and work on the things that you want to work on by making these games so i think that's really good yeah, that's what that's what I love about it too. Since like I'm, I guess I'm kind of an artist as well. Like I wanted to be an artist before I decided to go um, full computer science game design, and so this gives me an outlet for that as well. So I like the fact that I'm able to combine them. Uh, it's really nice. And actually, you have uh, 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 like we discussed this the other day, uh, but you have uh, like a website where you have some of your art i do uh, yes uh, yeah dude i i have it on your card um yes the business card (laughs) the business card that you gave me like i don't know how many years years ago ago. years 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 like when i first met you or something it's been like four years yeah so uh, and we already talked a little bit about that uh with the website you were using uh it was Threadless or something. Threadless, yeah, Threadless. threadless. And then uh, uh, I think we'll we'll probably end up putting your all all of those links uh, in the description or whatever. Awesome, but, uh, yeah. Bigboyjmo.threadless.com. Uh, but what's the new one? Oh, um, oh, I only have one thing on the other one. It's just Redbubble. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot, a lot of people use Redbubble to sell some art. I just made one sticker. Um, like right when I got to Santa Cruz. Like I had a, a down like a week downtime before classes started, and I was kind of bored. And I'm like, you know, let's make some art. And I just drew this like ripped banana slug man, like so <laughs> fucking hot, so sexy. Um, and I'm like, you know what? I like this. It's Santa Cruz. Other people might like it. So I'm like, let me just put it online as a sticker and and sell it. You know, for shits and giggles, like not for like super expensive or to make money, just so people can have it. Are you gonna and... uh, do more? On Redbubble, maybe I have just stickers, but like you know, just anything. Oh, you oh you can get that design as like whatever you want, pretty much. You can get it on a shirt or like a notebook or like a blanket or something. They do a lot of products on there. Uh huh. But the stickers are are very cheap, and people like to put them on their little hydro flasks. Gotta decorate the hydro flask. Gotta. Mm Mhm. So I'd say the stickers are the most popular i did sell a notebook randomly someone bought a spiral bound notebook with the slug guy on it hmm. so kind of cool that's for all those uc santa cruz students mm-hmm. <laughs> they want something a little more than just a banana slug <laughs> well um, so moving on i have a question um so Mm-hmm. Related to all the sort of games you made and maybe even games in the future that you plan on making like who is your gaming audience or like the audience that you kind of wish would consume you know the content that you put out with these games like have you thought about that i have yeah um as far as my audience i mean honestly what it's most important when you make games to make something you like and that you're passionate about because that's how you get the best product like deli trip was something i made just for me and my friends to enjoy and i think it's it's probably one of the the better if not best game i've i've made and it's like text based like there's not even a lot going on it's it's the passion in it that like makes it better um so i just honestly if i make games and me and my friends and my close peers enjoy them then then i've succeeded but realistically yeah, whoever wants to play them can play them Pro- probably people my age and humor sense of humor will probably like them the most probably relate more with them but other than that yeah it's just kind of up in the air they're a little a little unique so i guess they'll find their audience <laughs> yeah consider me like i mean like 
Yeah, like what demographic do you think plays a, a pixel art fishing game with an alcoholic uncle? Like, your boy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. <laughs> yes, sir. Dude, I, I think, like, because <laughs> uh, um, yours, uh, what was it, itch.io or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like, like everybody, most like these indie game people or these people new to making games are uh, uh like j- they're playing each other's games for like also inspiration stuff so i feel like a lot of the people playing your games are people that like make games and are like yeah trying ab- to get ideas from you absolutely i mean i kind of do that a little bit too i like every once in a while i just like to go on like their homepage and just scroll through random stuff and like see what catches my eye see what other people do that's unique and interesting and like what's well done what's not well done it's just, it's kind of like, I get to appreciate other people's work, but it's also like a tool to study as well, get inspiration. Um, obviously, I'm not taking any of these people's ideas. I just like seeing what they make. Yeah. But yeah, right. I've found some really, really fun, creative stuff on that website. There's a lot of hidden gems that just won't ever see the light of day or be popular just because, unfortunately, they're just little small indie games. Sometimes no. it happens, sometimes they get big, but, I mean, pretty slim chance for anyone. So do you plan on, like, uh, for for the future, mm-hmm. do you want to, uh, like, just straight up make, like, your own sort of, uh, uh, like, whatever indie game that you want to do, or are you trying to, uh, are you looking more towards, like, the AAA developers and trying to, like, be a part of that? I think, honestly, career-wise, I think I would enjoy going AAA, just kind of, like, to be a little more rooted, get some, like, in-industry experience. Um, But, like, I mean, I will always have personal projects going. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'll always be making, like, things that I want to make. But, like, for a job, to make money, to survive, yeah. Like, I would totally work for AAA, any AAA studio. Okay. Or any like non AAA studio, just any 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 place that'll hire me. Uh, yeah. so, it's so competitive. Uh, <laughs> uh, like w- but would you like? <laughs> yeah. So like the guys, uh, I heard of this documentary, but I didn't see it. But it was uh, uh, with the guy that made the game uh, Fez. Fez, uh, Phil, uh, Phil Fish, right? Uh, yes, yes. There, yeah, there's a, a whole documentary or something on him uh, that... Yeah, in, uh, in the game has, the movie. Yeah, your boy has yet to watch, unfortunately. Oh, it's great. But, um, so it, it was just... Uh, uh, was it just him that made that? Uh, Phil Fish was... Phil like, Fish, if I remember right, it was it was pretty much just him. He had mm-hmm. a partner at one point in the game, and the the documentary kind of goes through like that split. Um, I, uh, Phil, I think he had another guy helping him out too. It was a very, very small team. It's like uh-huh. Phil and then like another dude, if I remember right. So uh, Maybe I guess some contracted work every once in a while. Would you like? Uh, is that kind of like the the goal, or I guess not the goal, the dream? Is the dream to be like get a team of like like what like maybe four? four or five other um, developers and just, like, make games and just slap them on the Steam? I mean, if if we could do it and have fun with it and, like, be successful and actually sell them, I mean, yeah, like, that'd be great. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. But, but uh, I, I guess because uh, um, I'm more of just, like, asking, like, are you, are, I guess, are you planning on uh, putting your games on the steam in like trying to go like the indie route as kind of like a side thing. Oh yeah. As a little side gig. Yeah. I will definitely be making my own personal projects and trying to get them up on some platform. Uh, hopefully make some fun sales. That'd be, that'd be cool. Uh-huh. Just kind of like make a name for myself, like outside of just like, Oh, I'm a guy that works for a blank. Um, have something more personal. So yeah, it's kind of like a, you know, two gigs. I got yeah. the little important personal projects on the side, and then like when I go to work, it's to work. Yeah. 
I find it interesting that you asked that Ortiz, like, you know, would you be down to work with a group and make a game and put it on Steam? Because I've, I've, I've had experience where I just tried the, well, it wasn't, how do I put this? Once last year, tried to get a group of friends together to make a game, mm-hmm. like a mobile game. Mm-hmm. and it didn't work out too well for a factor of reasons and mm. so it's one of those things where it's like it sounds really great and then it's you realize like sometimes it's, it's, it's not always glorious sometimes it's personalities and it's other things that like get in the way people start thinking about like the money and the shares and mm-hmm. it's like it gets to the point where sort of the the point of making the game gets lost Mm -hmm. and so it's one of those things where you have to be really everyone that's like in on the project has to like you gotta be understand that yeah it's so yeah professional indie development is so hard and so rigorous yeah and because what you 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 may or may not make much out of it right so (laughs) yeah you might you might sell no games and you just put like a you know a year of work into it yeah so a lot of these people it's like they'll have an idea you know they'll save up and then they'll take like a year off work like just quit their jobs and they just start developing these games full-time and it's like sometimes they they make it big and it sells great and it gains a lot of traction sometimes they just flop and then you're you're out out of luck yeah, this uh, cutthroat it's, world. Yeah, for, for or or it's stuck in development hell or something. Yeah, um, development hell. It just keeps getting passed on. Like, uh, what was the, what was the Duke Nukem one? What they said it took like fourteen years to make. Or oh something? my god! Oh, yeah, Jesus. And it wasn't. It like wasn't even that good of a game. It was long forever or something. You played it? I played some of it. I couldn't finish the game because I couldn't be bothered to. <laughs> it was just so bad and you could tell how like it went through the phases of video like you know like early 2000s like uh, like uh freaking gears of war and stuff like that you know where everything was like kind of like faded out browns and like grays and mm-hmm. shit you see it go through different phases of development as you go through the game like it's kind, yeah. of, it's kind of interesting in- kind of, it's like kind of interesting to, to witness something like that but interesting I mean, it doesn't make a good game doesn't make a good game. The humor is awful. It's like almost it's all bad puns. Hard to live up to its own hype. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no. After I slapped a pair of boobs in an alien freaking abduction tank that are like fused to the wall, I was like, okay, I'm done with this game. I don't need it anymore. And like, you get points for it too, which I thought was the worst part. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, Duke Nukem. This is. Disgusting. <laughs> um, there is a uh, there is a indie game that uh, I've been waiting for since winter of 2014, and if you know that, if you get that reference, then uh, yeah, uh, then it's... you're amazing. But it's Mother the Uncle 4. Jim sequel. No, the Uncle Jim sequel. <laughs> been waiting for that since um, the first one came out. Mo- Mo- Mother Four, Mother Four, Mother yeah. Four. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Mother series and it's Mother Four. Good was this uh uh it was like this indie game that was uh uh, for the people because uh uh, nintendo is never going to make another mother game and they're never gonna and they're never gonna port mother three to the u.s US, so i gotta steal it i i literally i i I have a bootleg copy too i would pay it i would pay for it if i could (laughs) But yeah, I, have, I have to. I, I have a bootleg uh, Game Boy cartridge. It just has like the fan translation, like on the physical cartridge. Really? Yeah, it's cool. It, it's super broken. Oh, that's amazing, though. Yeah, it's still cool. I got through like half the game, and then it just got to a point where it would just brick itself every time I tried to move forward. But I got enough taste of it to to really like it and know it's a good game. Yeah, it was great, and uh, uh, and Mother Four was this one that I had so much hype for. That game has been stuck in uh, development hell. All sorts of things. Uh, a couple years ago, they uh, posted like this giant like 4chan thread or something mm-hmm. about um, which was just like one of the dudes basically saying like 
like uh, um, why it was having such a problem. There was weird changes with the developers that were even making the game and all sorts of disagreements and fights and um, and kind of like what what Migs was talking about, about like the um, the uh, group, like you would want like a certain group, but the group would get like they would just think about like money or whatever other kind of shit recognition you forget about like, Oh, I'm doing this because it's a fun game or we want it to be a fun game. Mm. And uh, now I think they have like an almost entirely new team making this game and they uh. like change the name. It's like called oddity now hmm. and uh, uh, it's still being made. It, it, it's it, been like uh six years since it was supposed to be released well one day one dude day. hopefully hopefully they do half-life first okay i just need that half-life three in my life dude, they're uh they kind of did with uh, uh like alex or something right yeah yeah i mean it's well, it's not a sequel but it's i mean it's apparently something. it's good i've never played it they're throwing us a bone. Uh, I think oh. it was for the Oculus Rift, though. It was, it was, yeah, yeah. You can play it on Oculus. It's it's VR. But you, you, can you play it on anything else? Like, uh, I mean, what the Valve, the Valve Index. There, uh, I think that's what it's called. That's their new VR headset and controllers. Hmm. It was like made to like sell that, basically. Oh, okay. And it's just it's just like leaps and bounds above like any other VR game that's come out. Actually, being a game developer, where do you think, like, the future of VR is? Do you think it's, like, it's going to be the next big thing, or do you think it's just going to be another supplemental thing that's out there? It's... I don't I don't see it fully taking over, considering just, like, how easy it is to just play on a TV and, like, how nice it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of, I mean, there's the fact that just a lot of people get motion sickness with VR. They just can't handle it. Um, unless technology somehow advances to, like, keep you from feeling woozy in the headsets or or anything like that. I mean, I, I feel it's going to be pretty limited. Uh, oh. I think it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger, but it's never going to overtake, like, PC yeah. or console. Okay. I mean, it, it'll, it'll be ever... additional to those. Do you think it'll ever be like a Ready Player One type situation? <laughs> Might be cool. Yeah, I don't know how far in the future that would be, but that'd be sick. See, I saw with this whole COVID season thing, I was just like, mm-hmm. VR is going to go up. <laughs> it's Yeah, I mean, the, the whole video game industry is just exploding. I mean, it's already big. It's getting even bigger. Yeah, dude, I think now they actually consider esports like sports. I mean, they, they kind of did before, but ever since COVID... But they're like, oh shit, this is, this is good. They're like, like starting to like broadcast esports on ESPN and shit, at least from what I heard. Mm-hmm. I don't watch... Like, they, they've but... been doing that for a little bit. It's yeah, been all, not too much. Like, it's exciting to see esports get taken seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. It's entertaining. Now, the real question is, do you think it'll ever hit the point of, like, mainstream popularity that'll ever hit something like the Olympics? Or do you think it'll always be kept separate? Mm, I I think it's so different that, I mean, it, it may get up to that scale of, like, the audience that watches it, like, how big of an event it is. Mm. But, I mean, with the way that... You know, I mean, new games are obviously coming out like like football is football or like basketball is basketball. Like the sport is the sport. I mean, no matter what, really, you, you watch it for the sport and I guess maybe for, the, you know, for the players, too. But like with games, it's like, you know, every every year you're going to be playing like a new game. Mm, that's true. That's true. There isn't I mean, like. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's I mean, there's there's oh. like some games that have like in, in terms of competitive esports that have sort of withstood the test of time. oh oh ab- yeah absolutely the, the yeah. select few but yeah they are the select few but those are the ones that tend to do i think the best are the ones that can withstand the test yeah. of time and retain and like an audience and, mm-hmm. 
Like, you know, how much longer are people going to, like, want to watch League of Legends, though? Like, we'll see. We'll see, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's only so good, and it's not good. <laughs> but that no, $30 I mean, million dollars of the Dota 2 prize pool again. ain't no joke. <laughs> the A But, uh, anyways, moving on. Um, so, Jamo, what's... Um, since, since you do make games and I'm sure you're thinking about what what you want to do in the future what is a future idea you want to develop for a game that you could share with us yeah I, I got, I got one insider on knowledge partner. maybe some insider knowledge yeah 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 um, something I've wanting, been wanting to do since like kind of midway through this year um, it was an idea that came to me when I was doing a game jam with, with friends uh, a game jam, if you don't know, is just like it's like a 24 or 48 hour, or just some short period of time where a team gets together, gets a theme, and then makes a game. Like it's just done, bada boom, like a couple days. Um, so, an idea that came from doing the uh, global game jam, it came to me. Uh, the theme was like repair. And then, you know, I like cars. I'm like, oh, repairing cars. I'm like, oh, what if like you got a talk the cars through their emotional problems instead of wrenching on them so that out of that came the uh the idea honk honk i have depression (laughs) 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 so it's you're a mechanic but you're like a therapist for cars so that's how you fix them there we go so it'd be like maybe a little funny maybe a little sad uh Couple of things. I have no clue what the gameplay would look like. Sounds like, <laughs> but, I'm like but I'm like, that's a fucking funny title. <laughs> that sounds like it could get like it's hilarious at the same time. Like there's like one car that's like telling you about their deep dark childhood, and like the game just gets super yeah. deep and depressing, and then you're like, oh yeah, oh, oh no, shit, I did not mean to like... talk to this car. <laughs> yeah, it would be like funny, and then there's like. One this this I don't know like a car talks about like how this uh I don't know like a disgusting teen couple like fucked in its back seat and got like come on the seat and he can't get the stains out and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> real yeah, car talking problems through, talking through all their issues yeah just typical car problems you think of like a being human style game where you have like multiple options of dialogue and that affects how they yeah. Do okay yeah something like that would be cool i kind of i kind of like that um i've been kind of getting into like the the storytelling aspects of things it's like i've done the art i've done the programming it's like oh let's actually make like a good or interesting narrative mm-hmm. so I, i've been starting with that i think delhi trip definitely has that narrative and if you could you yeah know, carry that same sort of what you've learned from that game and bring it to another game would be mm. would be great because I, I definitely felt pretty immersed yeah. in that game awesome yeah that's that's the first time i've ever done like any sort of like creative writing or anything like that it's gold last question card so a question for you is if you know any small content creators or sort of content creators um in to plug them away so that maybe we can uh talk to them in the future and if you, mm. if you know their socials, let us know, or otherwise, just just talk about them and what they do and yeah. why you think they're interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as like little content creators, like that I follow, like I I, I don't follow too many, um, but I I do have a a lot of my friends that I've met through school. Like, of course, they're all doing the same thing as me. Uh, and I'm, I'm really inspired by like the stuff they make as well. And just kind of like seeing my friends go through the same like learning process as me is really awesome. His name is Nico. He makes some cool games. He actually has an app on the, on the, just on the app store and it's kind of cool. It's called dab triple deluxe and you're in class and you just dab when the teacher's not looking. <laughs> Like it's like it's sick and it's got great music and I have it on my phone and I play it every once in a while. So I'll I'll plug him. He's cool. All right. Well, we will put that link down in uh, the description below as well. So Nico, link to that. One of the uh, friends and 
that you know at university that has made mm-hmm. a, a game where you dab when the teacher's not looking. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good one. And he just keeps remaking it. He's made like four iterations of it. This is the dab part two, part three, the trilogy. <laughs> yeah, it, it was in 2D first and it was called Dab Double Deluxe. 2d and now it's dab triple deluxe it's in 3d it's triple deluxe 3d holy shit just keeps getting better and better (laughs) yeah we're 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 ready for quadruple deluxe i'm ready for that 4d 4d chest right the 4d is gonna be crazy exactly all right um all right cool so we'll definitely um put his links below and we might talk to him in a future podcast um, but in conclusion, for yourself, JMO, um, mm-hmm. plug yourself, man. What are your links and and stuff? What yeah. are your socials for all either the games and the uh, social media that you have that you'd like to um, tell our audience about? Yeah, I mean, I mean, definitely check out my my itch.io. I'm JMO or Jameson, uh, so it's J MO dot itch dot io so i guess we'll link that in the bottom and uh, on twitter it's at danning jameson that's my name so come follow me come say hi all righty perfect uh and that's it for today you can find our links in the comment section down below spotify instagram youtube uh you can also find all of jmos in the description below Anyways, thank you for sponsoring us with your time. For legal reasons, we should mention that all sponsors are not actually sponsoring us, and we only mention them for the sake of parody and memes. All related brands and intellectual properties are owned by the respective companies, and the content of this podcast does not reflect the views or values of those given companies. Seriously, please don't sue us. We have no money. I just realized what I would want. Mm-hmm. I want the ability to just not say it. Imagine how much more productivity you could get. Yeah, you spend like how how many you spend sleeping when a third like, of your life yeah so like, like a third of your life so 60 years would be like 20 years of your life you spent sleeping yeah and here's the other thing about sleeping is every single time you sleep it's just a pre-trial death you get sample every <laughs> single time you sleep and you know what sucks about that pre-trial it's freaking good like <laughs> it's a good pre-trial you want to like just make it permanent and then you're like you wake up